soy Ada. Y yo soy Dani. And we're back, Ada. We are back. <laughs> yes, we're back with episode three of Vida Imperfecta, the official podcast for the HBO Max series, Perfect Life. And I'm so excited. More things are happening in esta vida imperfecta, dear imperfectos. Thank you so much for being here. Here Today, eh, the episode title is Cuando Tomas Un Camino Inesperado. Again, Ada, I think that these titles are just for me, are just for my life. All my caminos are very <laughs> inesperados. I, 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 I always think about how we plan everything. Like you, Do you have like a schedule? You put everything in there and then your entire day goes claro completamente sí. al revés. So yeah, for me, this, this, this series and the, the episodes and the name of the episodes are per perfect for me. But let's start talking about Gotti. So we learn a little bit more about Gotti's childhood. He has kind of like a flashback scene as he's talking to Maria about the baby. And we see him maybe as a little boy of five years old. And uh, his dad came into school because the teacher called a parent teacher conference. And she is actually informing him of his intellectual disability. So we see his dad come to terms. At first, he was kind of like resisting the teacher. Como que no le estaba creyendo. And then he comes to terms with it. And also you see Gary coming to terms with his own uh, realization that he has an intellectual disability. And, you know, even though his dad at first, como que no estaba en eso, you see him later on embracing it and letting him know that it doesn't matter what, um, you know, happens, that he can do whatever he wants to do. He can be whoever he wants to be. And it's really nice to see his parent just really embrace him and, and commit to, like, making sure that Gaddy's going to have, like, the best life ever, no matter what his current circumstances are, which I really, really love and appreciate. Yeah, I was wondering during this scene if Gaddy would know, know about his disability without this conversation. Like, imagine him being, I don't know, Out of, out of out in the woods and maybe not knowing this part of his life sabes que, que yeah. maybe es una condición that it's stopping him or he is gonna stop him in the future maybe it could help you you know knowing that you have this disability and you can prepare yourself the way that uh, he he's doing in in the series until now pero sabes quizás if you don't know maybe you have a a, 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 a life without without this Preconception, no, sin, sin saber esta información sobre ti que maybe te limita, you know, it's limiting him, he's in some ways, I don't know. Claro, and, and you know, Maria tells him like, oh, I, like, she's almost like, I didn't know if you ever wanted to have kids, and that, like, really struck me because, you know, he was very defensive, like, why would you think that I wouldn't want to have kids, and, and again, I feel like there's a part of him uh, about the possibility of him being a dad, I think is something that's going to do a lot of healing for his inner child, because I think he's almost going to get to relive his childhood on his own terms. Um, you know, being as an adult, but now having this child, right? So I'm really excited to see, you know, what happens if the, the they end up having this child and how he, he really steps in as a father. Like I'm really excited to see that dynamic. No te han dicho que te han recomendado que como tú, o sea, que la gente como tú... La gente como yo, ¿quieres decir gente con discapacidad? Sí, porque lo que tú yo, tienes... Yo tengo un 43%, tengo 35% de intelectual y un 8% una pierna. 
¿Sobre 100? Sí. Eso no es nada. No es nada, o sea, no, 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 es, no, no es nada. ¿Sobre 100? No, no se te nota. Ya. Bueno, se te nota un poco, pero no se te nota mucho. O sea, quiero decir que nos enrollamos y todo, que, que, que yo me enrollé... O sea, que yo me hubiera enrollado contigo... Que lo que te quiero decir es que como este garbanzo que llevo dentro lleva tus genes y mis genes, necesitamos saber cómo es tu ADN para saber si tu discapacidad es hereditaria. Esto que me has preguntado es de mala educación. Ahora, si me disculpas... Eh, no, yo nunca pienso if people they want to become parents. Like, I never think about that. Usually I assume that that's a yes. Right now, I think... Nowadays, ya no me sorprende when people they don't want to become parents, but uh, before, I think, siempre como que uno esperaba que todo el mundo quería ser padres, you know? And for me, the way that Gary handled the entire situation, the entire conversation was, once again, amazing. I, I really, I really enjoy him and, and, and the way that he, uh, it's so real and so without a filter. But also, like the, the last part of this interaction with Maria, where she has to ask him about his disability. This conversation, it's so hard. Like, I couldn't imagine being in Maria's shoes. ¿Cómo, ¿Cómo comienzas tú a tener esta conversación? Like, how you sit down with a person and look, I need to know about this so I can understand more about my pregnancy. ¿Cómo haces esto? Yeah, I mean, it was, I cringe watching it, you know, y como que tenía vergüenza ajena watching the scene play out, but, you know, she's a control freak, and, and it's very understandable that she's trying to learn as much as she can about the situation that she's in so that she can make the best decision for her, you know, and, and she's worried, you can feel her worriedness, you can feel kind of like her anxiety over the whole situation, and it's very valid, but at the same time, como que ya se pasó con la pregunta que ya le estaba preguntando, because like, I'm like, girl, boundaries, como que tú no tienes filtro. Yeah, but how? Like, imagine yourself <laughs> yeah, being in that situation. And she's not, she's not a perfectionist. She's tiquismiquis. I freaking love that word, man. I need, I need, necesito esa palabra en mi vida usarla mucho más. Tiquismiquis. I'm more tiquismiquis. It's more fancy saying tiquismiquis than anything else. But like yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I would handle this situation how maybe find a, a, a specialist you know to sit down with you and this other person with a intellectual disability and and you know help you giving you some tools to have this conversation because i gonna i think that it's gonna be uncomfortable no matter what it's gonna be hard and and maybe we still need more a little bit more of education about this matter and 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 this is con continuously, con continue, todo el tiempo está cambiando, the way that we should uh, address this, this kind of situation. So, yeah, but I love, I really, really enjoy that they are showing us this different story. I thought that I've seen everything in movies, everything in series, but I never seen a, a, a woman quedando embarazada with a guy in the first night and, and this guy having this uh, disability. So for me, it's really great. But let's move on now with Christina, because in this episode, definitely now we know that she's not happy with her life at home, in her relationship, with her sex life. And we predicted, Ada, we predicted She did something with the guy. Nothing yeah. too crazy, okay? Like, okay. But 
do you consider this that she did masturbating with a picture with of another guy cheating? What would you do bueno, in, in Pablo's let, case? Let's set the scene up, right? Because the fact that she's laying down with her husband, she gets up out mm -hmm. of bed in the middle of the night, goes mm -hmm. como sneakingly because she was sneaking to the bathroom con su celular. And, you know, yeah, you starts know she's, she knows that she's doing something kind oh, of wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Opens up his picture, zooms into his contact picture and starts <laughs> masturbating. And of course, mom life, her daughter comes and interrupts her knocking on the door that oh. she has to pee. And she's kind of like back to reality. But yeah, she's definitely like playing with fire. And I think, you know, the following day, or I don't know if it was the same day she goes to work. And one of her clients actually happens to be a grandpa that is looking to get a divorce Because although he loves being a grandfather, at the end of the day, he's still a man. And, you know, he, he feels like his needs are not being met in his relationship. And I think yes. for her, you know, the past two episodes, she feels very unseen in her marriage. And now she hears this older man feeling the same way. Como que everything clicked for her. Y como que yeah. ella realized, like, sí, es verdad. Like, I feel unseen. Yo como que estoy harta. And then, dun, 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 she signs up for a dating website for married people. <laughs> well, that exists, guys. People that that's out there. But yeah, this part that you're telling about the client saying all these things about his case, for me was that he was talking directly to Christina. And and in Christina, in that moment, she kind of understood what was going on with her. It's exactly it click in through in her head and she completely understand and yes, I also need to be a woman and I want to be a woman and I want to be desired. You know? And this grandpa, the thing that you were saying, this old guy, he knows this and he's just telling them and she's like, yeah man, preach to the choir. So yeah, I I I I feel for her now and I don't know if I will make the same choices. I, for sure, I will never, never say never. But I don't think that I will sign for for a dating app. I don't think that that will be my first way to resolver the situation. Porque first you have to talk to your husband. Look, I'm feeling this way. Let's go to an island and have sex, uh, wild sex, hotel sex. That's a thing. People get crazy in hotels. So let's, let's do this. Or uh, let's go to therapy or let's, you know, buy the Kama Sutra before signing in a website for, for cheaters. No? Yeah, I feel like como que ya no tiene de otra almost because it's like she's so, you know, involved. She's so heavily involved in the kid's life and, and the, being the wife and being the boss lady. And como que she's just kind of like como que everything has come up to the service and she's for her. Maybe this is like the only way yeah. out or maybe it's just like a moment. Maybe she's like, oh, maybe if I do this, me pasa and I'll be okay. So let's see what happens because now I'm curious, you know. And the thing that you're saying, maybe it's just one thing for just one time, or maybe she just want to get flirtatious through texting and ya está, you know, she doesn't want anything more deep. But also, you just said something that made me think about this, that for her, maybe this is the only option that came to her head or is the easiest, you know, okay, I'm mm -hmm. not getting this from my house. I don't want to deal with this. So I'm going to try to find another option without 
rearranging anything else, sin tener que ver dónde se quedan las niñas, if I go on, on vacation, sin tener que pedir permiso en el trabajo, if I'm going to go away, or without expending money, you know, going to, to therapy. That, that's, that's another yeah. big issue. People talk about And going to therapy, but it's real expensive. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know. And you know what I really love about this series that normally you see these situations happen with men, right? The men cheating on their wife because they're not satisfied. So to see a woman kind of standing in her power, standing in her sexuality, her life before she was very sexually active. Like she was very connected to herself and her body and her desires. And so to see them honor who she is, even though she's still married and to see her, like, I'm very unfulfilled because that was a big part of her life. I, I just really applaud the, the show for kind of showing a woman in that sense, because you always see, it's always the men. It's always the men looking yeah. for the pleasure and, and getting all the pleasure. And to see a woman como like, coño, yo quiero también, is really nice and empowering in a way. And also women, when usually they are so connected with their body and their sexuality, they're like femme fatales and you, Yes. don't kind of connect with that like you don't relate with that and you know we are young women that we also are experiencing this kind of feelings sometimes y yo no ando con tacones aguja en una pistola un corsé ropa interior super pegada you know i'm not that a femme fatale i'm just a regular woman with needs and yeah i love that as well that they're giving us this story of a normal person because she appears to be just like us, like any anybody. So, yeah, but now I want to talk about Esther. Esther, I, I promise, yeah. guys, I won't say Esther anymore. I promise. I'm going to work <laughs> on that. It's because I have my brain, English brain right now. But, sí, vamos a hablar de Esther. I love that she finally joins uh, Instagram. Que por fin se entregó. Pero... I don't think that she's doing that well. Like, she is betting on not being authentic, and we know, because we are uh, content producers, that <laughs> that's la formula para el fracaso in social media, right, Ada? <laughs> Showing up inauthentically online. And, you know, who can blame her? She's still trying to figure out who the hell she is, right? Um, almost going through like her own version of a midlife crisis, I guess. And then, you know, she's an artist and that comes with a lot of its own kind of complications. And, and she, she wants to be valued for her art and the work that she does. Oye, tú qué, por cierto, que te he dado a seguir en Instagram y no me has hecho follow back. ¿Qué dices? ¿Y cómo sabes que tengo Instagram? Pues porque me ha salido una alerta. Ay, tía, no me entero de nada. No, ya, ya. Has subido 13 posts en un día. O sea, no se pueden subir tantas cosas en un día. ¿No? So I, I just find it very funny that she's always insta-stalking the, the artist, como que making fun of her, pero a la misma vez checking to see what she's doing and then imitating it herself on her own platform, <laughs> like using the English captions, which, you know, I think is so funny. So like she's failing miserably at social media, but, you know, the answer is show up as yourself, show up as authentically. So I, I hope that she kind of, you know, finds her placing on social, but it's really quite funny to see her struggling with it because it reminds me of my own struggles. I've been on, of you know, on, on Instagram for 11 years now. And it's like, I, yeah. it took me a long time to show up as the person I am now because I was still trying to figure myself out. So it's a very interesting journey. Es que nos ha pasado a todos en las redes sociales. That sometimes you're just sharing a picture because people tell you that it's pretty or you're doing something because maybe somebody's paying you or because this person that you really admire that is not a staircase because she doesn't admire this other artist that she's imitating. 
But we all did that. I, o sea, no creo, this is not something new and we regret it. And I love her reaction af immediately after she posted this, this thing in Instagram, her first picture. I don't know if it was a picture or a video, but I love that she immediately se arrepintió inmediatamente. I had done that. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna give me so many repercussions. Uh, I don't know, comments that I, I really don't like and I don't wanna deal with that. But, you know, nowadays, if you don't have a presence and much more ella que es una artista, es una pintora, if you, you don't have a presence on, on social media, people can find you. So I think it was a right move, like the right move, but I don't think that she is doing properly. I hope to see an evolution in this new path that she's going through with with this new thing that she's doing with her social media. Pero I don't know how you think it's going to go. Like you think that she's going to get Insta famous or she's going to just be in Esther forever, like joking around no. and that's it without any purpose. I feel like... <laughs> Yo, en realidad, pienso que she's going to be viral. Like, something is going to happen, but it's going to be bad. Because for a lot of people, they end up going viral for the wrong reason. So the path that she's headed on, I feel like she's... I mean, mira la foto que se tiró de que una piña en her vagina. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redo that picture for sure. I promise. Not maybe on, on my crotch, but maybe on my head like Carmen Miranda. I'm going to do... I'm going to try to do something different like that. But just because Esther, uh, I admire her and I, I love i love her her free spirit we also we need people like this like inspire us to be more real but that's not what she's doing here so it's it's really funny to see this this este, este choque, you know about what she is what she wants to be it's kind of a fight and usually i think with artists they feel exactly the same thing that she is feeling. Like you are selling yourself for likes. You're selling your soul. You, art should be something that you just feel and you just have fun and you just express yourself. But social media, the way that she describes it, uh, describe, lo describe en la serie, I completely connect with that. That que es solo una fachada and you're just doing that for likes and people love you and that's it and and also i think that underneath all this ella tiene mucho miedo like she's super super scared because also through social media you know you get some kind of approval and usually artists yeah. and people that work in front of a microphone or in front of a camera we just want people to love us and when you are an artist you are giving your soul in and if people they don't like whatever they're seeing Man, eso duele. Like, es difícil yes. volver to come back from that. It hurts. You take it personal. Of course, she's very sensitive <laughs> about her art. And, you know, yeah. my concern for her with social media is that, you know, she's, it's very easy to compare yourself to others on social. And so mm -hmm. I'm a little concerned about her mental health because she already kind of has like a low self-esteem because she's not where she thought she would be at in life. And she's just struggling, right? She's trying to figure this whole adulting thing out. So I'm, I'm a little concerned that like the social media is also going to get the best of her and kind of break her down even more. Um, and, and, you know, let's see how that affects her. I, I really have that in the back of my mind, like, coño, like this, this might get to her. I hope I hope it doesn't go that don't goes in that direction. But yeah, I can I can see where you're coming from. I can see that Esther maybe can se puede caer in a kind of depression or something in, in that side. But um there was another thing that happened in this episode that 
of course, it reminded me my own life. And I've been in the situations que siempre está como el doble estándar, this double standard when people tell you your entire life about doing something or being something. And then if it's not the exact way that they describe it or the exact way that the society accepts, it's not okay. And this came in the, like I thought about this in the situation where Gary is telling his dad that he's pregnant, that he got Maria pregnant and he wants to become a dad. And the dad tells him that he's not ready for that and being a dad is super hard and blah, blah, blah. And Gary had the perfect answer. He said that like, you have always told me that if I put my mind into something, I can have whatever I want. So for me, this is, People are always saying these things, but it's only cuando te conviene, you know? Cuando está bien, según ellos, cuando está bien, según la sociedad, y no cuando, every time. So stop saying these phrases that could be in a happy birthday card. It's, it's not real. And love that because Gary, Gary no tiene filtro, he did it, like, said it perfectly. Gary, te quiere decir una cosa. ¿Qué cosa? ¿Qué cosa, Gary? ¿Qué me quieres decir? ¿Qué pasa? Díselo. Gary, ¿qué, ¿qué me quieres decir? Díselo tú, por favor. ¿Qué está pasando? A ver. Gary lo quiere tener. Quiere ser padre. Papá, tú siempre me has dicho que si yo me esfuerzo, yo puedo ser lo que yo quiera, ¿no? How you feel about this scene? You love it? Like the way yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very passionate. You can tell. <laughs> yeah, me too. And, and you know, it, you're absolutely right. Like how dare you tell him you can do whatever you want. You can be whatever you want. But, you know, one of his dreams is to be a dad. Oh, but eso no, eso no. And eso it's unfair no. because mm -hmm. you can see kind of like the joy that has overcome like that has come into his life, even at the possibility of him being a dad, because we don't know if, if um, Maria is going to keep the baby or not. We don't know what's happening, but even the possibility, como que él tiene una felicidad. And like, how dare you shatter his dream? He just wants to be a dad. Let him live. Yeah, yeah. But we, we should work more on this, you know, like what, because words, they, tienen un peso. The things that you, you say, la gente se acuerda y eso queda en la memoria. And because Gary, I think he has this intellectual disorder. He has a, at least a better memory than I do. So <laughs> he remembers everything. And I love that he used something that his, his dad told him before in, in, in this conversation para defenderse. So I love this moment. And, and I also love this interaction between his dad because also the same... The same connection that we've seen between Esther and Maria, we're seeing this with uh, Gary's dad and Gary, that they have this connection that they are each other, that they are there for each other. So I love that. I, I, me gusta una relación sana, you know, la, la, la familia sanas with all your problems and everything because nobody's perfect, a pesar de que this show, the name of this show is Vida Perfecta, but here you guys know that we are imperfectas. But I love this. I love that they show how in a perfect, in, in a good family, you also can have estas discrepancias, these things that doesn't make sense. 
Pero bueno, yeah. uh, we didn't talk about the abortion subject here. Oh, my God, uh, yes. Dude. I mean, so much more Yes, okay. Come on, <laughs> Mariana said, again, their relationship, too, they're so completely different, completely opposite. So there's a scene, they are in... Um, Esther's house and, and they're chatting and she's telling her her concerns that she doesn't know if she's going to keep the baby or not. And then they, you know, they bring up a, a conversation from two years ago where supposedly one of Esther's friends gets an abortion. But we come to find out that actually the friend that Esther was talking about the whole time was really her. And I feel like we do that a lot. We, we say, oh, esto le pasó a mi amiga, but in realidad te pasó a ti, but you tiene vergüenza, you feel like you're going to get judged. So you don't own the story. And, you know, I feel like it's very valid, and I appreciate that they kind of shared her experience, right? Because at the end of the day, for me, I think this is a very controversial topic in the Latinx community because so much of our culture is rooted in Christianity. It's rooted in Catholicism. So, like, this is such a really, like, touchy subject in the community. But at the end of the day, at least my stance on it is, like, you know, mind your business. Stop policing people's <laughs> vagina. Like, you know, we it's you, not... It, it's It's... Mind your business, you know, and, and I feel very passionate about that for sure. It's like, okay, what is best for them? And we don't know what's best for them because we're not in their shoes and we're not living their lives. So, you exactly. know, to see her share that side of the story and kind of like Maria, like, oh my God, like this whole time it was you and you didn't tell me. What did you feel about that scene and, and that conversation? Uh, I, I feel exactly like you do. Um, yo siento que uno no puede dar una opinión sobre qué quiere hacer una persona eh, con, si está embarazada y con un embarazo no deseado, you have to be in her shoes. You can give your opinion because it's already a very delicate subject. It's a very, it's a very complicated decision. And you saying, like you telling them your opinion, it's not going to help them at all. It's going to make things even more much complicated. Y al final, it's the way that you're just, the thing that you just said, it's her body, it's her womb, it's, it's her baby, you know? So she's the one that has to make the decision. Y, y creo que es demasiado complicado. Definitivamente no es la situación ideal. Definitivamente, and she talks about that. She always wanted a, a, a traditional TV family and it's kind of hard for her, I think, to make peace with this entire situation. And I love to see this process. I love that Esther also is showing the other side of the coin, el otro lado de la moneda, because you also are concerned about yourself, about if you're going to feel well, if you're going to feel guilty. They talk about this, and I think that this was a very real conversation. Uh, it's very sensitive, and I, and I completely agree with you in the Hispanic world. This is something that we don't talk uh, really often. I remember I had a friend that uh, she talked to me about these kind of situations, and I think that she was trying to tell me something about, I don't know, she getting an abortion or she had an abortion. I, don't, I really, todavía no lo sé, hasta el sol de I don't know why, why she was pushing this subject uh, into our conversation, pero todo el mundo se siente muy incómodo, and... And it's because you are always going to feel que, que te están juzgando. And I love that Esther, Esther y María, Esther, María, and Cristina, they have a normal conversation and they, they weren't thinking about que te estaban juzgando. You know, they, are just, they were just concentrating about what's happening right now. María uh, is pregnant and maybe she wants to 
she doesn't want to have this baby, maybe she wants to, and we are just going to be here for her. So, me encantó, me parece un tema super lindo de la manera en que lo abordaron. And, and you know, let's see, in, in the end of this episode, for me, the most beautiful scene on, until now, it's when uh, Maria finally talks to Gary about the entire situation and what she found out at the doctor and oh, his yeah, reaction, man. Yeah. Oh, oh even you. Before we get into that, oh, let me quickly say that I really appreciate how, you know, Maria's doctor is a black woman. And, and as an Afro-Latina, mm -hmm. I have to point that out because it was like the very first thing that I noticed when they introduced the, the doctor character. Because, you know, normally when you see, you know, Spanish television, at least me growing up, yes. black women were always the help. So to see black women in, in professional positions like the OBGYN, the dental assistant, I love it. So I just had to give them a shout out for that and point that out hey. because I'm like, yes, doctor, come on, think, black lady. And I think she <laughs> She's Dominican as well. Okay, Banano Power. I see that. She's Dominican? Yes. I'm not sure yes. if she's Dominican, but I just saw, I was like, come on, Black doctor. I just love to see, like, I love to see it, and I love their relationship, and I love how honest yes. the doctor has been with her, and she's been able to be honest with her. And I'm like, damn, I wish she was my doctor. Doctora, doctora. <laughs> Yeah, because you should, there, there are also, hay algunos doctores también que son quite judgy. So, sí, perfecto. She was perfect. And she completely como que conectó con, con su historia y, y no la sentí para nada que en ningún momento la hizo, la hizo repensar su, su decisión. But yeah, I love this episode. Had a little bit of everything, you know. Uh, it was Spice with Christina, Sex Live. We had uh, some cute moments with Gaddy and with, with Esther. Also, we had this fun moment. So a little bit of everything. I love Vida Imperfecta and I'm... Tengo, tengo ansias de ver qué es lo que va a pasar en el próximo episodio acá de la serie por HBO Max. Ada, I love you. I love having these conversations with you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Imperfectos, for listening. And hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Right, Ada? Tell your friends, tell your friends, tell your tías, tell your primos, tell your mom. Let's watch the show together. Tell us what you think, and we will see you guys for the next episode. Bye.